0: Hello and welcome to episode six of the Hardstuck Podcast. My name is Mythic, and today I'm joined here by Equinox. Hello. And Boopsy. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the new game mode Attrition that came out, and i it's gone now, I believe. Yep.
1: And
0: yeah. And we're going to do another segment of In-Depth, where we get in-depth with different operators in the game. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my experiment or experiment experience of sitting in on the unrenowned podcast and more information about them later. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the three stair maps um, coming into siege and how that's more of a trend on the rework maps. And then we'll get into listener questions. So if you guys have any questions for us, um, you guys can ask us live in our chats, or you can ask them over in the podcast uh, section of our Discord under Listener Questions. So let's get into it, boys. Let's talk about attrition.
1: I played like two games of it.
2: Yeah, I didn't play a whole lot of it either.
0: Um, yeah, I think I maybe played four total. It was underwhelming.
1: Yeah, it was. You know what? Ranked rules, cool. The rank timer, I guess, was cool. No pick yeah. and ban was cool. Um, Just like the whole like, you know, you can't play an operator after you've won around with it. And I was doing a mostly solo queue. So like we would have where we would go like top floor somewhere. We didn't need a bandit and someone would pick bandit and then we'd win. And then the site we needed bandit on, we didn't have bandit. And it was just <laughs> like, it was a shit show, dude. I, I wasn't a fan, to be completely honest. It was
2: a cool idea, but it, it was a shit show. I think I duo-queued with Gohan on it. Zach might have been there, but I don't remember. Uh, But, uh... I mean, I just thought it would be more fun than it was. I was like, okay. I'm just playing all the ops.
1: I think if it was like a 5v5, like, like you had to queue up with five people... And so did the other team. There would be a lot of like cool strategy that went with it, but it was not the kind of game mode you want to play as like a solo or duo queue because you really need to like coordinate what ops you're bringing where and stuff. It was, I I like the idea again. It was just not, I didn't have a lot of. So I heard people talking about um,
0: them saying, what if they did a, if it was like the operator died, you can use them, right? Like, you couldn't use them the next round and like besides winning or not so if your jaeger gets killed like that's huge yeah and so like your jaeger's dead then you have to bring like a Wamai for you know projectile protection or whatever But that also gives the like the ash jaeger mains a reason not to die because at this point like you can potentially go get your one but if you die whatever right All right That's one thing that I heard like to change it and make that game mode better and like those kind of things. So,
1: yeah, I think there was a lot like the, it was pretty ambitious, uh, the way they went about it. And like it's cool for a limited time thing, it was just not a thing that I was like drawn to at all. It was like, okay, this is a cool idea. I hate solo queuing in it, and if I have a stack, I'm going to play ranked. So, yep. yeah,
2: I was trying to meme around in it, but I just like. I don't know, it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be, like, that's all there's that's all there is I have to say. they maybe.
0: did a poll on the r six or yeah the r six Twitter, and they were asking like oh, like what do you guys think about the new game mode, and it was like sweaty was one of them and all that, and like that one was like marginally higher than all the other options It was like easy sweaty, and there was like two other options, wow, and like. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, this is just super sweaty." Which I can Was see why. Was there a stop
1: queuing me with free weekend kids option?
0: <laughs> I I don't believe so. My me- my memory doesn't. Uh,
1: that one would have been offering me that.
2: That should just be <laughs> his own playlist. Just literally called "Free Weekend Kids." You know, like yeah. newcomer.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's like a if- it's, like an, uh, it's like a subsection of newcomer. Yeah, yeah. Where like if you didn't, you haven't even bought the game yet, like that's where you go.
2: Just the deepest, darkest corner of Siege, all the way, like on the edge of Siege, isolated from Siege.
0: <laughs> you get two maps.
1: Yeah, it's, tower and, and skyscraper. No, um, <laughs> I was going with worse maps. <laughs> yeah, tower and skyscraper. I don't know,
0: outback's pretty dog
1: shit. Nah, they should get to like, disagree with you there. They should get like Bartlett and New House. <laughs> oh God, Old Hereford and New Hereford. Oh my old, goodness! Old Old Hereford to Old House. That would, dude. I think I think they should do an LTM where it's just all the old maps.
2: That'd be Even kind of- Bartlett, dude.
1: Yeah, like Bartlett Hereford, House, uh, Old Cafe, Old Canal. That would be fun. Yeah. They're all bad maps, but I just want to reminisce, you know. Yeah. Old yeah. clubhouse? Dude. Ew. That's yeah, that's a throwback right there. Speaking about old clubhouse
0: equator, what you uh send me today on Twitter?
2: Oh, somebody's like took a a screenshot of like what garage used to be an old clubhouse. And so instead of the stairs going up to rafters, it was just a ladder, right? But I for- I forgot about this until I saw somebody mention it in the comments. But the like the little tiny windows at the top of the garage, you used to be able to repel and shoot through those. And I used to do it all the time, and I used to die to it all the time because I was really bad at the game. But uh, it's just nice to look back on it.
1: <laughs> Someone in my chat said, "Bring back the pink mode with the airport, the fucking
2: the April kid, Fools event, yeah, kids
1: room, <laughs> how, uh, airplane or whatever." Yeah. Rainbow's
0: uh, Magic. Uh, yeah, Rainbow's Magic. Yeah. That was a fun one. All right. So in today's segment of In-Depth, we're doing Smoke, mute and Valkyrie. And the Valkyrie comes from a, suge- from a uh, listener suggestion from Omni, from the Discord. So if you guys hop in the Discord, you guys can be a part of those, uh, I guess, polls or questions. Because... Um, Equinox is gonna go over and mute. Uh, Boops is gonna do smoke, and I figured I should probably do one too. if We're all doing one, and I didn't really know how to do it, so I asked the community, and we got Valk out of it. And I'm a Valk main, so let's go.
1: out. Filthy Valk main.
0: Uh, dude, don't. You're not mad. I'm not. Don't even act like you're mad. I'm not. No. You're ha- no. I give you free intel, and I win my ones. So. Okay. <laughs>
1: Right, boopsie, start us off with smoke. Your number one job as a smoke, as opposed to like a Jaeger or someone else, is to stay... Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Give us a shakedown as if
1: like, nobody knows who smoke is. Tell, tell us who smoke is.
0: But people listening know
2: who smoke is.
1: So smoke is a war criminal who uses uh, chlorine gas, essentially, to deny pushes, um, stop the plant counter shields this that and the other thing so essentially you have like a little little thing in in your pocket that you can yeet at the enemy team or your teammates if you're feeling so inclined and then when you hit (laughs) click your gadget button it releases like a bunch of fart gas and they choke on it and they will slowly die um so basically (laughs) when when you're playing smoke like i said you want to stay alive um Smoke is really at his most powerful in, like, the last 45, the last 30 seconds of the round. So if you're going out as a smoke and dying within the first minute, minute and a half, you know, you could argue that, like, there are certain sites like uh, Basement on Bank where, like, your job is to kind of delay, like, the early push. Um, and sometimes that is the case. But for the for the vast majority of setups, if you're playing smoke, you want to be alive at the end when they go for plant uh, to deny said plant. So basically what you want to do is, um, well, you've got yourself, uh, you got an SMG 11 secondary, which means you should be running, uh, you should be running the shotgun as your primary. And it, it goes into a lot of the setup of the site for that smoke play at the end of the round. So what I like to do is tuck myself back somewhere safe, somewhere deep in site. And sometimes I'll even like think about where's the default push probably coming from. And I'll shotgun some holes in the top of the connector wall between sites or something like that. And I'll position myself so where when that execute comes, I can kind of yeet my smokes over the wall and um, and deny plant that way. There's it's it's he in my opinion is one of the more complex operators, especially for how simple his gadget you know is on paper. Like you throw the smokes at them and they and they choke on it. But there there's a lot that you can do with him. Uh, like I said, you can counter shields. Um, he's one of my favorite counters against, like Monty and stuff like that. Especially if you just need to buy space or like buy yourself that few seconds, because obviously Monty, if you're in a two-on-one versus that Monty, isn't isn't a big deal. But if you're in a one-on-one versus Monty, it can be challenging at, at times. Um, so you can kind of buy yourself that time to get a teammate over to you or something like that. But I always try and at least save two of my smokes for the for the end. So if I get myself in a pinch. Uh, and the only way out is for me to cover my rotation with like a smoke. I'll do that. But most of the time I try and try and have at least two, if not all three of them in my pocket ready for the end of the round. And uh, another thing about smoke, this is my last point is that um, on certain maps, the best way to play smoke in my opinion is from below. Um, again, you've got that shotgun and you've got the SMG 11. So taking fights vertically with SMG 11, especially from down up, is uh is usually pretty advantageous because it's not that long of a sight line you got a hold you just kind of got a hold you know from from where you're standing you know a few feet up to the ceiling and they usually peek the holes and die uh, you got that fast fire rate and usually when they're peeking it all you see is their head so you're going to hit that headshot and you can throw your smokes up through your shotgun holes um like if you know there's a, a soft floor by default plant like my favorite place to do this is uh on coastline the hookah when they go for like a an aqua push or even for the default hookah you know couch push you can do it from sunrise as well but you can just kind of get underneath and you can shotgun holes from blue bar and open up rate like to the i think it's the north side of the bomb and that's where people will usually try and tuck in if they go for that aqua push And yeah my chat brought up a uh interesting point and that's that um so smoke's gas doesn't do damage to smoke himself but everyone else on the map can be damaged so you got to be careful if your teammates are around um i've been trolled in like casual and stuff where like i'll throw a smoke grenade and my teammates like two or three of them will run into it and then all of a sudden i have a ban so you might not be the best person to play if you're like in casual or something especially if you're cute with like random people something cause... i would do to you yeah it does doesn't <laughs> it oh um, but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much smoke in a nutshell. Just stay alive. Hold on to your smokes. Deny the plant. Play vertical. Um, and whatever you do, just don't peek shit you don't have to because you're, you're supposed to be alive. Le- let your Jaeger peek some dumb shit and die, and you stay alive.
0: So who are some good operators to bring with smoke? And like, uh, what are your favorite sites to bring smoke on?
1: In my opinion, um, I like to play with a Jaeger a lot of the time because uh, uh, smoke's got that deployable shield. Um, and that goes into a lot of my smoke setups um, for the most part. The only site I actually bring barbed on is on Coastline, uh, and that's for that hookah because I kind of sit on Cool Vibes and I put a bunch of barbed wire at the bottom and sit there with the shotgun and wait. Um, but other other maps I like smoke on, I really like to play them top floor on consulate, uh, and then I sit in that cubby like by yellow stairs and just kind of reinforce the wall in front and behind me, sit there with an ADS at my feet and just wait. Um, you can get some, some pretty cheeky kills on people if they're North repel and they're, and they're shooting in that really the only place you got to be careful of is, you know, if you don't have an ADS, you could get nated from behind, from over the yellow wall. And, uh, you really don't want to be swinging too hard because you could get shot from connector and stuff. If you have the rotate open, um, additionally bank basement, like I mentioned earlier, uh, there's two ways to play smoke there. You could play the aggressive smoke on blue stairs. Who holds blue stairs? But that requires a little bit more teamwork because you got to have someone in server, preferably like a Jaeger, and you put two ADSs on blue, one ADS down on server. And you guys kind of just hold down that side of the map. Obviously, smoke sits there with the shotgun. Jaeger sits down there with the four sixteen and just peeks into into tunnel, and you hold blue with your life. Um, the other way to play it is kind of to play it like like where Mira plays it in the default uh, Mira spot if she's on the board. So you just kind of sit back there by by gold and open up holes and throw them at that default server plant. Uh, it's not... I mean, I basically play smoke anywhere I don't need a bandit. Uh, so that's that's my philosophy. Obviously, there are sites where you do need a bandit that you can also take a smoke. But most of the ones I go for are the ones where you don't really need a bandit. So, like... That kind of opens up, like... You know, probably a third of the sites that are typical and ranked. One of the one of the more unique sites we do is the split on con or on a consulate. Yeah, mm-hmm. where I'll play smoke from below and shotgun a bunch of holes into the visa, and Then I'll just kind of sit under there and wait for them to push castle castle me off in that in that like I don't know if it's called archives or something down there.
0: The uh, castle no. the castle barricades go up top on the main floor.
1: Yeah, okay, so yeah, so Castle can play up, up top and, and barricade off like Z and barricade off uh, lobby and stuff like that. But yeah, someone someone plays down there with the smoke to help him out so he doesn't get pushed out of there from, from like kitchen and stuff.
0: That's not really a dumb strap, but I feel like it's the new wave with the whole ace being on the board literally every time. Ace and Thatcher makes garage impossible. Yeah, it feels it's like. so
2: hard doing that site now. Yeah, but I sure. feel like
0: we know
1: how to play split, but. That's for yeah. another day. Yeah. Also, um, one of the one of the other off sites that we play smoke on is the double bar on coastline. But I feel like you'd be better at explaining that than I would. Um, it's pretty
0: simple how you play smoke there. Um, you put your deployable shield in the pool entrance door, where you've got a window on your right and the doorway that goes out to the pool and to the hookah stairs, sort of the hookah balcony stairs. Um, you play there and you reinforce the two panels on your left. You have your both, your ADS is over there. And then you have a reinforcement on your right. And then you shock and open the top of that hole. And how you hold that is you play super aggressive. All right. I shouldn't say super aggressive, but you play to the like waste as much time as you can. Um, and that strats pretty good with a castle, obviously Jaeger and a Maestro who plays behind the uh, pink bar. And you just waste as much time as you possibly can and use your smokes to, you know, stop a Monty from pushing up. And you basically just throw your smokes in there. And if you need to, you fall back. You have your Meister rotate out to behind the half wall there and you can play
1: behind the bar. No, I was just going to say, the one thing you have to watch out for on that setup is like uh, Zofia... Because even mm-hmm. if you put an ads like in front of your shield, you can it can obviously get shot from either the door or the window depending on what side you do it from. So Zev yeah, can just what you blow do... your shield up, and then you got to play tucked in that corner.
0: Yeah, you play tucked in that corner, and you hold out the shotgun. Like if they push you with the shotgun, if they push you, and you lose the shotgun, you don't need to play smoke. Put somebody else on it.
1: <laughs> um, also, so hold a long needle... angle into office too. Needle in my chat brought up an important point about smoke, which is kind of like a unique interaction with smoke and Finca. Um, if Finca boosts the attackers, they take more damage from the smokes while they're in the vicinity of them. Um, it's kind of a arbitrary a little like debuff, I guess counter smoke kind of counters Finca in a in a weird way, but it is it is something to keep in mind where if you have a finca on the board. And you're boosted, and you see a smoke cloud. And whereas normally you could kind of like run through it if you're full health and be all right, uh, maybe don't do that while your boost is active. Oh, Boopsy, you are always boosted. Oh uh, <laughs> wait, we're talking about finca boosted. Wow.
0: Anyways, you ready to move on to mute? Yeah, that's all I have for smoke. All right, all right Equator, give us a shakedown uh, mute.
2: So mute is a uh, denial, not plant denial (laughs) but uh (laughs) drone denial and breach denial mostly so like the way i like to play mute is almost exclusively on drone holes and single doors so like if we're talking uh consulate on the top floor i love to put jammers toward the admin side of the building So that single door on copy and then there's a drone hole next to the vending machines and then the single door at the top of visa stairs and then I usually just throw my fourth one on like yellow or something but uh that's like kind of my tendency with mute is to just deny drone intel from the area that I think attackers might come from. So when you're playing Mute, you have to consider, like, first of all, maybe where your roamers are going to play, and then where the attackers are going to push, and then adjust to that. Because a lot of times I find myself putting two or three jammers on a completely different floor than what the site is on. And I don't have points on, so I don't really, like, oh, I jammed 12 drones, you know. But you can... You can tell when the attackers are like moving kind of slow because the pressure is light for most of the round oh you mentioned operators that are good to bring with smoke so i'll do that with mute also uh Mozzie and vigil are really good and uh so is castle so with Mozzie and vigil it's just more drone denial more intel denial and uh it just makes it opens up the realm game And it makes it really difficult for attackers to drone anything if you play it correctly. Or even if you play it half correctly, honestly. Because if you can't find... Or if you can't drone an area of the map that's like a critical area of the map or an area where you could get flanked from and the whole round could be lost. Like, that's huge um in terms of breach denial most people know this i think you can jam might charges and breach charges so if you have a castle and he puts up a castle barricade you put a jammer below it then they either have to punch it a bunch of times shoot the jammer or hope they have a sledge
1: yeah and that's in my opinion, dude, like I don't think castle should be brought at all unless there's a mute cuz if if without the mute there's so many ways they can get that castle off. Yeah. Anyone with breach chargers can get it off. You can get fused through it. It's it's like a detriment to the team in more ways than it already is. I suppose they could also
2: um they could also nade off a
1: castle barricade. But Yeah, but that's a waste tra- of a
2: nade, yeah. You're trading utility. Yeah, so that's completely fine. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, protecting castle barricades is is actually like underrated. But I feel like we could do a whole in depth about castle and talk about that.
1: Yeah, we could do the castle mute. uh they're they're pairing together. It's like yeah, uh, it's just it's it's like almost like as good as like thermite and thatcher, you know. Yeah, it's almost that good.
2: With mute's drone denial, it doesn't just have to be like. Like you can do it vertically. So a lot of times you can vault on like desks or something on the floor below, place a jammer, and it'll jam like an entire doorway above you.
1: Yeah. Like the on old Oregon, you could get up on the laundry machine. I think you can still do it in in Yeah, you can. It's a different
2: laundry machine, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you could you could deny the whole staircase for drones from that laundry Mm -hmm. machine. And he also counters like like, uh, if you're standing on one, you can't get, like, flashed by Blitz. You can't get called by dokubi. Yeah.
2: He counters a lot now. Yeah, there's a few really nasty vault spots where you can put jammers and it can be a headache for the attackers.
0: My favorite one that was recently taken out of the game was the one on, uh, Consulant, um, Garage. Yeah, the bottom yellow vault. Yeah. There's one in, um...
2: I think it's in the small office next to break room and you just shoot out all the TVs and you put a jammer there. And I think it jams like a portion of lobby. I can't remember exactly, but I saw it in a YouTube video. And so if you're trying to like hold piano for a basement defense, that could could help a lot.
1: Mutes, cool. mute's one of those operators that has a lot of setup to do though. Yeah. Like, which is, you, especially if there's I like not. like
2: you doing rotates.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, especially if there's not a smoke on the board because Mute's got four things to put down for his gadget. He's got to put two reinforcements, and sometimes he has to make rotates. It would be different if a lot of Mute's utility didn't go off site. Yeah.
2: It's like offsite.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, setting up with Capcan is such a bitch, dude. <laughs>
2: mute three speed question mark <laughs> clickbait imagine that'd be kind of <laughs> cool but yeah it's just it's the same loadout you know shock and sng 11 well, but he's Plus got the nitro. nitro
0: yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. which i or, guess that adds a little bit to the plant
1: denial but yeah not a lot but enough s <laughs> up. oh for sure <laughs> So now
0: it's time to get into my girl Valkyrie, best op in the game, by far, dude. Valkyrie is a Navy SEAL operator, and she has these cool little, uh, like, sticky cams that stick to like any surface you throw them at, and they're... almost
1: any surface,
0: almost any yeah. surface. And you, uh, you throw your cams, and you, they stick to roofs, walls whatever trees outside. Damn near anything Trees outside unless it's chalet and you throw it too far and it breaks outside and you feel yeah. bad <laughs> and you want to cry because yeah. there's been multiple times where i've thrown a Valcam outside and i just hear and i'm like no that was my cam yeah the last time i tried to throw Valcams outside on chalet
2: all three of them were dead before the round started I you're like,
0: like, wow you're <laughs> <laughs> like that twitch is crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but just, her uh, gadget's called black eyes and I think I I'd honestly like we joke around about her being the best operator in the game but she's up there she has That's three there. cams that you can put anywhere like and they can be very very hard to see and you can use them for audio. You don't even need them for like live pings and all that. But she's just a super strong operator.
1: Um, what else? Playing against a good Velk is is as frustrating as playing against like a good Monty, because it's just so much intel. Yeah. And and there's like yeah you can bring an IQ whatever you can shoot the cams but you could say the same thing with Monty like yeah you can shoot him in the head right <laughs> so like it's yeah. just playing against a good Valk is so debilitating especially on maps like cafe coastline you know like w- maps that are run out and villa stumpy. villa's villa, pretty yeah like it, it can just be so rough um, she's she's really good she brings so much intel
0: yeah um yeah she's just, just full of intel um Honestly, Valka is never a bad pick unless your team needs something else. Because with Valka, you can, her cams are free intel. If you just know your callouts, you can give callouts to your team. And if you have to, you can ping on them. But um, I don't recommend that because that's typically how your cams get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ping a defender with a cam, they start looking around and like, Where's the cam? Oh, I, I know it's here. So that's when things get problematic. But there's been
1: times where valcams, I'm pretty sure, have won us rounds. Oh, for sure, dude. There's specifically like I learned this from Gohan. There's uh in uh, on Villa when you're defending trophy and statue, you can throw the valcam behind the plants in Master, and they're completely blocked. Like you can only see them if you're like tucked up against the wall in the corner, and you have to know where to look. Um, but I've seen e- him use this before. Yeah, even though you can't see through the plant, you can still ping people through it, which is I mean it's broken, but it works. So what what we like to do is like just spam ping people once they take master control while someone sits underneath usually Valk with a with a C4. And eventually they'll get so frustrated that they'll just stand still and start looking for the cam and that's when you just blow them up. And then you get the uh
0: the nice glitch cam Valk yeah, it's, oh like, it's not a
1: glitch. It's just this game is
0: has some issues, <laughs> yeah. but we yeah, don't know how to abuse them. One. Oh yeah, <laughs> that
1: guy was pissed. Yeah, I, I remember was so that. Mad. <laughs> um,
0: but ops that are good to play with Valk. Um, I don't think I really have any because I feel like Valk's kind of her own. Her own Anyone with a C four? Yeah, I, yeah, C fours go great with her. So I guess Mozzie, Mute, pulse uh goyo capcan goyo Lucy. yeah george on capcan yeah <laughs> oh man i need to get him on for that dumb chat on cafe good but, luck yeah um yeah george is <laughs> right. not coming
1: on george hasn't been on the internet since april since he started since work before his
2: mission <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways yeah so
0: Uh, maps to play or sites to play Valk on any um, Valk's, Valk's pretty all around she's really strong unless like your team needs something else like if you don't have a Jaeger and so and everybody's like hey we could get a Jaeger probably the odds are somebody else can switch and get that the work are good but you can also do that she's not needed but she's strong so words from your Thermite Valk main
2: Intel wins wars
0: that is by far the most true thing about siege, yeah, so yesterday I sat on uh, sat in on on the recording of the unrenowned podcast. I was a lot of uns in there <laughs> <laughs> um and they i just kind of like seeing like what they do what uh how they you know go about. I guess, like, talking points and how they transition from thing to thing and, like, you know, those kind of things. Just because we're on episode 6, they're on episode 84 as of today on Monday. Oh, my gosh. So, and uh, we're looking at doing an episode. We'll be on episode 85 for them, and there'll be episode seven, eight, nine for us. Oh, yeah, 9, yep. 8 or 9. it It'd be episode 8 or 9 for us. Um, because we're going to have them come on our, our show, and we're going to do some stuff with that. But um, they brought up a really interesting point that I figured that would be fun for us to all talk about. And uh, one of the things they talked about was uh, one-shot headshots and how that has gotten people to spawn peeking, pixel angles, and all that um, throughout the time of Siege, I guess. So... um You guys got any words on that? Yeah, actually.
2: We were were talking about this earlier before you got on, I think. Mm -hmm. And Alex was here, and he was talking about how with Spawn Peaks, you would have to shoot a guy in the head twice. Because if they change the one-shot headshot, it would be a two-shot headshot, right? Yeah. That means you have to shoot this guy twice in the head. When all you can see is his head. Yeah. If you're on cafe getting spawn peeked from a dude on top of the piano or you like actually cannot see him your only hope right now is hopefully hitting him in the face one time but if you have to hit
1: him two times good luck yeah there's no way yeah um yeah basically so on the one shot headshot thing uh, I've heard it thrown around that like one shot headshots shouldn't be an instant kill through walls that I could get behind. Um, Yeah. Although like, I, I know what they're trying. They're trying to say that like so many times, like people spray randomly through a wall and they'll get a headshot and it's an easy kill or whatever. But how often does that actually happen? You know, with no Intel that someone just sprays through a wall, like it's maybe happened to me two or three times in my thousand hours of siege. um, Oh, you
2: mean, like, just completely random?
1: Yeah, like, someone just randomly is spraying a barricade, and I get killed through a wall, like, two walls away or something, you know? But, like, most of the time that happens, I got droned out, and the guy had enough map knowledge, or I had enough map knowledge, and I droned someone out to to pre-fire a wall where their head is on the other side. Yeah. And in that case, I think you deserve the kill. Um, Because... going shooting bullets through walls already decreases the damage if you hit him in the body. It does like half or less. Um if it didn't one shot kill people through the wall, I just think it would reduce the the map knowledge factor in the skill gap. Um now that being said I do think it could be interesting to take away the one-shot headshot mechanic in general. I'm not advocating for it, but I could see some interesting things coming out of it. Uh, such as like right now everyone knows high fire rate weapons are really meta in Siege. Yeah. That's why the G8, the AK, stuff like that um even even guns with that don't have a high DPS like uh like the MPX and stuff like that. Just guns that shoot high fire rate are your best bet of killing people because if you swipe across their head and you hit that headshot they're dead no matter what um i think if they took away the one shot headshot mechanic it would give a lot more uh variant to the weapons that were viable to use and i'm talking like dmrs uh glass you know the ump maybe yeah. i don't know just like it, it would make certain weapons more viable certain weapons less viable it could be interesting to see how it plays out that being said the reason i like siege so much is because if i shoot someone in the head they die so like i don't personally want to see it go away but i could see how it, it would it would make for interesting an interesting change to siege just to see how it plays out i would be okay with them testing it on the test server i would jump in and try it out Well, without you know, without seeing how it plays out, I'm not ready to jump in and just say they should be removed.
2: I agree with that.
0: Um, so a point that like they said and it really like rung pretty strong in my ears, I guess, as I was listening, was um what the devs envisioned and didn't envision for Siege, and that was like them holding pixel angles. So like the moment you see somebody's like a pixel of their head, you just click and it's free. Like you can't challenge that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that was envisioned, but I guess it's one of those things that has just like happened. And as people have improved at the game, you know, trying to get that one up, like how do I, you know, get this like one up advantage. Right. Well, I feel like with video
2: games, Part of the beauty in it is as a developer you imagine a game a certain way but then seeing how players change that there's gotta there's gotta be some wholesomeness in that, you know. You don't want
1: it to be exactly how you think of it. So here's I I agree with that, first of all. Um here's my thing with Pixel Peaks. Uh the whole reason Pixel Peaks work for the pixel peeker and for the person being pixel peaked is because of one shot headshots. And the the whole reason this mechanic exists with pixel peaking is because the bullets that you're shooting don't come out of your gun. They come out of your forehead. And right. that's where your perspective is in in game. That's w- like where you're seeing when you're viewing your, you're spectating your own character and you're viewing the game in first person, that camera is dead center of your forehead. So when you lean a corner and you're shooting, spraying down a hall, holding a tight angle, all you're showing is your forehead. So if they took away one-shot headshots, and you catch a guy in the middle of the hallway, and all you're showing is your forehead, you're gonna win that fight 100% of the time because they can only see your head, and you can see their whole body. So yeah. if, if they take away one-shot headshots, they also, in my opinion, would need to rework the way perspective works, and the way bullets are registered on the server they would have to come from the gun itself that way you have to show like you know half your chest up when you're leaning across um they've already
2: reworked perspective yeah they have and and it's and it's leaning though
1: yeah it's it's with the leaning perspective so the way it used to work is when you leaned right your camera would would move to the right side of your head and when you lean left the camera would move to the left side of your head now it just stays in the middle which has improved in, in some cases, the viability of pixel peaking. It's still there, though, obviously. But you guys know what I'm saying, where, like, if yeah. they if they move the one-shot headshot mechanic, it's going to make pixel peaking more viable if they don't change the perspective.
0: Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, I just thought there was some pretty interesting points. Um, they were also talking about Uh this is going to be a really fun topic for all three of us because we all play with points off. But in episode 85 for their Discord discourse is a segment they do they're going to talk about uh points off in like ranked play or it's basically a conversation about points. Um you guys can go over to their server um and participate in that and uh we will we will also participate on that come episode 85 for them. But They were talking about like downs through walls with the one shot headshot. Um, if that makes sense, so like you hit him in the head, it's a down, but not having points on, like how much better is that, right? Yeah, I mean, like just getting lucky because I'm I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. There's been times where I've downed somebody, and I'm like, with points off, I'm like, I I think they're down, they're not stepping me again, so.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's, I think there's they're on a their game ass. factor in knowing when you down somebody.
1: There um, is a, a audio cue. There you is. Can, yes. Yeah, you can hear it. Sometimes never, you can
2: visibly see them too. Yeah, I never mm-hmm.
1: knew that there was an audio cue until I turned my points off. That's how desensitized you get from from like paying attention when you have your points on. And that's why I turned them off in the first place. Um I feel like it makes you it forces you to become more aware of what's actually going on in the game. It does. Oh, it definitely
0: puts you in a a different like mindset. You play more aware. That's for sure.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, like uh, I it's don't go a, as far as you thing. guys.
1: Like I I have my outlines on still and I still have hit markers on. Um that way if I shoot a drone or a camera across the map or something, I know if I hit it or not. But I think at the very least turning turning points off. In range would be a good play. I have my outlines and my operator icons on
2: just so I can tell who is who and where you're at. Yeah. Because a lot of the times it helps me to just like take a quick glance, like a little 360 to see what my teammates are doing. And I'm like, oh, this guy's holding this area. This guy's holding this area. Why is Smoke Rafters on Clubhouse right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boopsie, what are you doing up there? Get down.
2: Yeah. I'm not, i we I'm never.
1: allowed to be on the Raptors. <laughs> I never go on Raptors to smoke. I sit on red stairs. I know, but yeah, that's that's why I have those two things on. But I have,
2: I have hit markers and points off just to clear up my head and just so I can like rely on game sense and audio more, because I think it just helps me be better at the game.
0: So Braction, um made a really good point in one of his videos when he was talking about that with points off. I think it was Braction, I could be wrong. Um, but he talks about your eyes moving on the screen to make sure you have like confirmed your kill. Like if you're like like I killed them, I think, and like you glance over, you see the kill feed still. Mm-hmm. And so like that intel isn't like stripped away from you because it still says it on the side of the screen who gets killed, who got killed. You know. Yeah. It it, it tells you, along with everybody who's been fucking banned.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> but that like, is the thing in- though like I, I've had where I, w- since I've turned points off where there's been a band wave and I've like killed two people in the middle of a band wave and I'm like I think they're dead I'm pretty sure I don't know cause that just shit just went away in like an instant cause it's just scrolling with the band, uh, the band wave you should be able to turn
2: down the opacity of the band waves you should be able to take that out of your in game HUD that too, yeah. Or move it.
0: Like, I understand the point of them having, like, who got banned. Like, I get the point of that. It's like, hey, we're actually doing our job, and, like, we're banning people. But, like, at the same time, like, it shouldn't take precedence over, like, the in-game stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Because, like, I want to know if I got a kill. Like, I'm playing with points off. Because... Like my biggest thing with like having points off is like I don't get thirsty. Mm-mm. Like unless it's a Zophia. That's the only time I will like step and confirm and kill. But like with points with when I get somebody down and I know they're down, I'm like, okay, they're down. Like I can probably pick that up, but I don't need to. But if I don't know they're down and it's like or if I have points on and I get that like sixty points for injury or whatever. I'm like, oh baby, give me my extra hundred or whatever it is, and I'm gonna go sweep up the skill. I gotta sweep that up. I lose, I lose the fight to go get thirsty on a downed guy, and I get killed. And that person's gonna get picked back up. Yeah. I went from putting my team in a five v four to putting my team in a four v five, essentially.
1: A twenty HP matters, man. It does for sure. Especially in a one-shot headshot game, like I, I clutched up around literally like an hour ago, where I had one HP. And to be fair, I did this to myself. Um, I was pissed that we didn't have a, I was pissed that we didn't have a thermite, so I stood against an electrified wall until I was down to one HP. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But then I went on to, we got the wall open eventually, and I went on to entry with with thermite and kill like two or three people. Um, all with one hp and that's just to the fact that like yeah you hit that one shot headshot they die or you die like someone's gonna die in this gunfight um regardless of how much health like you can go into a fight with 100 health or with 10 health and you know in some cases like if you're fighting a shotgun like it might be beneficial to have that 100 health but most cases especially in the higher ranks where we've been playing like most kills are headshots um and that's either. what I love
0: about Siege so much is that this game is a one-shot headshot game, and so my aim can be the difference between a win or a loss. Because I can get a headshot, and I can yeah. still win that round. I can still win that you know game.
1: Yeah, and it it makes like it makes games winnable when they shouldn't be. Which is, it could go either way with whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But you find yourself in a one v three, a one v four. That's still winnable because of one-shot headshots. Yeah. Like, if 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 you didn't have the one-shot headshot and it took, you know, two or three headshots to kill someone, you would never win those unless the other team completely threw.
0: And if you think about it, like, let's say I'm in a 1v1, I have 10 HP, the other guy's full HP. Like, that boils down to who gets the first shot off.
1: And really, if it's like... not one-shot headshot, yeah.
0: Yeah, if it's not one shot headshot, like if it's not one shot headshot, that boils down to who gets the first shot. Because I can shoot him three times with my high fire rate MP7, and he could have a slow shooting gun, a slow shooting or slower shooting AR, and I I, I lose that, or I I could possibly win that, right? It, like my odds are yeah. better if I get the first bullet off, but I lose that if the person shoots shoots me once.
1: You like to hit your kneecap or something, though. Yeah,
0: like you shoot my toes, I'm dead. Like, if I shoot them in the face in a one shot headshot game, I win that. Like, yeah. Then the Discord gets hyped and I'm feeling all jazzed and I do a little dance in my chair and (laughs) you start screaming. Like, those are moments you live for in Siege, though. Like, exactly. Where you just like peek somebody and you slap them in the face and your entire team just gets hyped. You're like, let's go! Like, shit like that's fire man that just makes you night
1: i've i've heard people argue that um removing the one one shot headshot would make the 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 peeker's advantage thing go away but i completely disagree cuz like you're saying like if both people are 100 hp right now peakers have advantage yeah right but usually the people who are peeking are on attack and they have better guns they have more utility got or arguably more utility they have more opportunity to to counter that person holding the angle right but um even if you disagree with that sentiment and you think the person who's holding the angle should have the advantage taking away the one one shot headshot wouldn't do that because the person who peaks is still going to have peekers advantage and they're still going to get the first shot off therefore they are still going to win the fight um even without one shot headshot so like i think it would it would take away from what siege is it would take away from the identity of siege and i don't see the only benefit i see is that it would really switch up the meta as far as what weapons are viable everything yeah. else i think is negative
0: so before we move on to the 3 stair maps um, one last question on this do you guys think the one-shot headshot is what makes siege siege
1: i think it's a huge factor yeah that's what i was gonna say too like siege would still be siege like siege is siege because of the destructibility of the maps and the teamwork involved, and and in many cases required to win rounds at a high level. Um, but part of siege's identity is that one shot headshot, and it would I think it would change things for the worse if it was removed.
0: All right, let's move on to three stair maps. So if you guys haven't noticed, um. What has been happening a lot lately in Pro League and in a lot of the reworks is that they're giving these maps three staircases that go from the bottom floor all the way to the top. So in the Oregon rework, we got the white freezer stairs that go all the way down to the freezer um, or all the way to the basement. Um, In Cafe, we technically got that. Um, There were the two white and red stairs, but we got the brown stairs. Those were new um theme park they got another set of stairs it was the well did theme park already have three
1: theme park did have three but it was uh, was essentially a massive map yeah there needed to be three or you could argue that there should be four there
0: yeah but but four is too much because that's what i i've i've cracked the code boys i figured out why outback is so shit there's four staircases on that map they go from the first floor to the second floor.
2: Let's see, there's Garage, Piano, uh,
1: and Shark. Door, lawn, and laundry. Oh, there is Shark, too. Shark, yeah. I think the problem with Outback is is the that Bull is the choke point. I think that's the same reason that, that Skyscraper sucks, is because Gong is the choke point. I think any map where your only option to rotate from one side to the other on a, on a given floor, where you only have one option to rotate, I think that's what makes the map trash.
0: Yeah. But anyway, ship maps aside, the three stair maps that are coming into Pro League now and they're taking out border. That um one of our uh good friends that we play siege with, Alex, he called it. He said they're gonna take put new organ in, give it a third staircase, and they're gonna take out border and pro league. Like that's exactly what happened.
2: That did happen. Um He did call it. Like
0: they're they're removing two stair maps and replacing them with three stair maps. That's why theme parks come in it's not because it's a reworked map that's not it at all it's because they are three steps three stair maps and they're more quote-unquote balanced so what are you guys' thoughts on three stair maps coming into the game and all that
1: kind of stuff i think they're better um yeah it's better for both sides uh there's there's more opportunity for the attackers to get where they need to go unnoticed, or e- like even if it's not unnoticed, just uncontested. If you think about it, there's only five people on defense. So if you're going to take one person and stick them on each staircase, and then you got one person roaming and one person in sight, the opportunity for you know attack to just take sight is so ridiculous. So most of the time, you're going to have an open staircase where if you drone it out and you know it's open, you can get into into position and, and spring your attack from there. And adversely on defense, if the attack gets map control and they only have to cover, you know, one or two staircases to cover flank, your odds of being able to, to retake map control are so much lower without that third staircase. Um, I think all in all, I think it's a good change. I Personally, much prefer playing on the bigger maps. Like, I, it's a well-known fact that Villa is my favorite map. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a classic three stairs map. Huge, lots of opportunity to roam. Um, I just, I, I think in in a skill-based game like this that relies on teamwork this heavily, I think the more options you give to each side as far as uh, rotations and movement and and sight executes, I think the better off the game is. You don't want it to get to the point where you know what's going to happen every round. Um I agree with that. And and I think with two staircase maps there's always like okay, well this is the stronger take, so this is what we're going to do. Um and then on defense, you know, okay, well that's the stronger take, so that's what they're going to do. So it makes setting up on defense easier and it makes attacking less fun because you do the same shit every time and it's just I just prefer bigger maps with three staircases personally. A lot of siege
2: A lot of what dictates who wins the round in Siege is how the operators rotate. So Mm -hmm. depending on how attackers rotate or how defenders rotate and their timing can play a huge role in determining who wins the round. And so like Boopsy was saying, having a third staircase opens up a lot of possibilities and it keeps the game interesting.
1: For sure.
0: Um, and that I've definitely liked more, like watching pro league more nowadays, especially on like the organ rework and all that. It's because they move so much. Like they open a wall and they're instantly on the other side of the map, and you're like, I didn't think they're make move that quick. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So it just makes it makes the game more interesting, and I definitely agree with you guys. Um, it's just uh. It's, uh, it's good. That's about all I got to say on three staircase maps. I, I just know there's been some controversy. People are like, oh, it makes it too
1: open or like so on and so forth. I, so, okay. So I get it. When I first started playing this game, I hated the bigger maps because I didn't have the map knowledge to know, you know, my different options for rotations. It seemed like I was always getting flanked and I had no idea where they came from and how the fuck is this guy here you know um as i've improved and as i've gained that map knowledge it's it's been nothing like that i've just been like yes like i got outplayed or i had the opportunity to outplay because of the options on this map um and it, as long as that's the case like i'm getting outplayed because there's options and they played it better than me what pisses me off is when when people play things dumb or like the map is set up in such a way where like you only have to do this one thing, and then you win. That's yeah. that's when it gets old, and that's why I hate Outback so much, because it's like, yeah, you keep control of piano, and you make sure they don't come through bowl, and you win the game. And and it's just like, okay, that's okay. But what about that laundry rush of Backstairs, baby? Yeah, but I don't think you should... Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, you we, put a
2: shotgun hole above the hallway, and it's over. We can't exactly, do that. <laughs> exactly. If they it happened like four it, times in the last week, if they
0: expect, I it, don't know why everybody's like so ready for that nowadays. It's like it's because it's the, it on the only the viable take.
1: It's the only viable take. That's why it, it, they like, listen to podcasts. I swear they watch the streams. Uh, whether they do or don't, it's it is the only viable take. Like, if you can't take bull, it's too much of a chunk point with. And there's, there's no, you have to go one way and there's two ways to get flanked from it's bullshit. <laughs> um, get flanked, fun a joke. Exactly. But like, it, it's just, it gives the defenders more opportunity to make plays than the attackers. And it's a dumb take. Um, Whereas if you go up uh, laundry stairs, once you're at the top, you've got three ways you can go as an attacker. You can go through the hall, you can go straight into laundry, or you can go into dorms. So it just it's it may see it's a it's a riskier take, but it's it's a more viable take in in the same sense. That's pretty much all I have to say about Outback for today, though. My heart rate's going up, my blood pressure. I'm gonna have a stroke over here.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm
1: getting pissed. I'm about to flip my desk. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm about to punch. I think
0: that's just because your room's hot because of your PC. That could be. So, listener questions. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So this is uh, a pretty lengthy topic that, or not top topic question, or I guess answer topic. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Anyways, this is going to be a pretty good discussion for the three of us. This question comes from Bobster from the Bobster from the disc Discord. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Do you guys think flashbang should be changed? I think in their current state there are only they're they only used to clear magnets or ADS's thoughts.
1: Uh um, so I, I do have thoughts. Um I have thoughts also. That's so, brazy, bro. Basically, they are being changed, first of all. Um, really? Yeah. I'm I'm pulling up the link right now, but uh not too long ago. Ubisoft put out a blog post. It was like their top community concerns. They do it like once or twice a season. They put this out. And in that, they talk about uh, how they're changing the way flashbangs work. They didn't call it a nerf. They didn't call it a buff. But they did mention that they're going to change the way that light reflects off surfaces in the maps to make flashbangs more consistent. So you can't just turn your back to a flashbang and not be flashed. It'll reflect off the walls and it'll affect you. Um, so I think that is the change that uh, that Bobster was looking for. And I think that that if they implement it correctly and not like the way they changed explosions last season, that it'll be a good change for the game. Now that being said, I think that Flashbangs are actually fine in their current state. And the reason for that is is because Jaeger and Womai are so strong and flashbangs are really the only reasonable way to take care of them because Thatcher's always fucking banned. I don't think that they need to do any more as a secondary gadget than counter Jaeger and Womai because there's always a Jaeger or a Womai. Therefore, your flashes are always useful. And And contrary to popular belief, you can flash people with flashbangs. It works. I've been flashed. I've done the flashing. They work just fine. It's just
0: I think that's how you get arrested,
1: boopsy. <laughs> Fair, but you know what I'm saying. Like you can flash people if you land that thing at their feet or anywhere within a three or five meter radius from them. No matter what way they turn, they're getting flashed. The problem is, is people people want to throw a flashbang in the middle of the room and then run in like it's all set. That's not how they work in this game. It's not so I just had a uh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just had a crazy idea. Um so you guys remember the stun grenades from like like uh like Modern Warfare 3 or yeah, COD and in general, like flashbangs so, you
2: know, versus concussions?
0: Yeah. Okay. You know how like concussions kind of work like old Ella mines where you like you can't turn as much? Yeah. Or, like it What if that became a thing like just stun grenades were a separate thing from flash grenades because I know there's some operators who have flash grenades and there's some operators who have stun grenades and there's not a difference but what if those stun grenades didn't like ruin your vision as much but like distorted your ears and like slowed down like you're turning I would hate it
1: the the turning can't be slowed down because yeah. they just what got it... rid of Zofia and Ella's ability to do that along with Echo's and that's been so much better for the game. If they add something into Echo the game, Echo didn't that... ruin
0: your your left to right, your your sense. Uh, your screen, screen tilted
1: roll. ninety degrees either way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the issue. You could still three sixty just fine. But
1: if they add Call of Duty stuns into this game, where I have to turn my DPI up to thirty two hundred to be able to turn around, I'm uninstalling this game immediately. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to leave that.
0: <laughs> okay. No, my
2: thoughts on these this flashbang thing is, is a lot of basically what Boopsy said. If you don't ban Thatcher, you can put your stuns elsewhere and you can make a playoff of it. But since you wanna ban Thatcher, then you have to use six of your stun grenades to clear the ADS. And ultimately, like if your team bans Thatcher, you signed up for it, so the Thatcher ban is the root of all evil. It is.
0: I, uh, I love how we've gotten so used to, like, the Thatcher ban on, like, Chalet and, like, those other spots where there's, like, a drone hole next to the breach that, like, I'll go run up to the breach, as thermite, and I'll just, like, chuck a flash grenade through it, and you're like, Mythic, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, Thatcher's not banned this time. Yeah, I'll start yelling <laughs> at you. <laughs> like, dude, save your flashes! And I'm like, oh big brain. <laughs> Yeah,
2: those are good times.
0: And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm burning the ADS. You're like, Thatcher's not banned. I'm like, uh... I'm like, let me do it. <laughs> let me do my job. It's the first time in 10 games you so got to play my man, okay? Dude, one Thatcher EMP
2: and one perfectly timed stun from Zofia and the wall is open.
1: Oh, that's beautiful.
2: As opposed to six flashes and a flame and, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: grenade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 2 grenades, 6 flashes, 2 capital bolts, and a stun from Zofia. Walls open. Okay, hey, now easy. <laughs> easy peasy,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> Smoke the <laughs> rotates and
2: everybody pre-fires so we can get the plant out. Capital, <laughs> everybody you step LNG? everything.
0: <laughs> step everything Thermite's gonna plant, boys.
1: <laughs> Add C4s on attack.
2: Actually, no, I've been, I've been thinking uh, Like, what if there were sticky grenades in the game?
0: Like, Semtex?
2: Yeah, like, would that change
0: anything? (laughs) Do I get a HUD that says stuck every time I (laughs) stick somebody in the face? Like, that would be cool, right? It'd be fun. Uh, Those were the days, dude, when you stuck somebody with, like, a Semtex grenade and COD, and you get the big, like, stuck! (laughs) Exclamation mark. And you're like, let's go! And
1: then he starts running at you, and you're like, oh, shit! (laughs) Back up! Here's my thing with the, the sticky grenades. Um, if they add in Semtex, which I'm not opposed to, they cannot be an instant kill from some for someone who is 100 HP. And the reason I say this is because right now, you have to be good with grenades, like yeah. frag grenades, to get that instant kill. You have to know how long to cook it at what angle and what to bounce it off to get it to land at their feet and kill them. With a Semtex, if you can just quick beak a corner and stick some dude, I mean, I get it. It's not going to be easy to pull off, but like, you don't have to be good to pull it off. Either. Yeah, like, it, it's just ridiculous. If anything, they should do about as much as a cap can trap. Yeah, I agree with that. So um,
0: I think you if could. You stick somebody, it should be a down.
1: I think they should be primarily used to get rid of like deployable shields, castle barricades, maestro evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, so,
0: say, yeah. I think it, it works more like an ace charge. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. And I feel like if you do stick somebody with it, it does, like, it downs them, I think. And then I think if you it were might to. You well just kill them at that point. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, if you down them, When you could have just shot him in the face, like, it's different. Like,
1: do you understand what I'm saying at all? Mm Mm-hmm. My whole reasoning behind making them not kill or down people is so that they wouldn't be used in the event where, like, you could just shoot someone in the face.
0: Like, But how easy would it be to shoot somebody who had a, like, how many times have you shot somebody who has a nitro in their hand, and they're, like, trying to, like, throw it on a door, and you step them? Yeah, like, same situation. Like I'm not the gonna pull out a Semtex is... and say like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill somebody with this." But if I do stick you as I throw it into sight to like burn utility or whatever, it should kill or down them. If like if it lands at their feet or whatever, I feel like it does as much as a cap can, and it has a really small blast radius, so you can't throw it like up under the roof of uh like through the reinforcement where those yeah. reinforcements like break at the top. It shouldn't it shouldn't blow up the bandit batteries. But if there's a K charge at the top, I think it should do that because you're an idiot if you're throwing a K charge at the top.
2: Could do a little bit of a soft distraction little small holes, you know.
0: Yeah, like a third of the size of an impact hole.
2: I think it would just be like good to put it on operators that don't have great secondary utilities, operators that aren't played a whole lot.
1: If they give them to Buck, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but oh, like...
0: baby, please give them to Buck. It, <laughs> Take back the claim where we don't want it. No. Yeah, we no never wanted, wanted this.
2: No. Um. But if you give it to operators who aren't played as much, there's more incentive for them to get played, especially in Pro League, because it gives them more uh, utility removal, you know.
1: That's the thing though like I feel like the only reason we need this gadget in the game is for utility removal. Like you don't need a, another thing to kill people with. No, you don't. Um I understand I understand your point mythic about like if you stick someone like it's not easy to stick someone and in, in, in theory like yeah it'd be cool if it killed them or downed them or whatever. High risk high reward but it's down. I think solid it down. should do
2: like maybe eighty, eighty 80 damage.
1: So that way yeah. it's like that's the thing, though. It's like so you don't just go re- down,
0: but it's like you got downed. Yeah,
1: you're, you're rewarding people for being fucking stupid. I, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm Isn't a big fan what of the knock whole. Is yeah, I don't play knock, dude. I'm a big fan of the whole like you play <laughs> stupid games, you win stupid prizes thing, you know. And it's like, yeah. it, like if you're gonna try and stick someone, like why should you be rewarded for that? You know. Whereas, like if you take the time to set up, like. A long ass nade and and get a, a, a an angle where it's gonna land at someone's feet like that's a smart game you should win a good prize whereas like if you just run into sight with a three speed and start yeeting stickies and corners hoping someone's sitting there <laughs> i just i don't i understand where it's like you could just shoot that guy in the head but like Yeah, I just think it's gonna be more it's gonna be used for BMs more than it's gonna be used for utility removal. I feel like
0: Sledge's hammer is used for utility removal. But how many people have you BM'd in the last week with Sledge's hammer? Let's be real. Only in casual, to be fair. This is
1: honest hour. Yeah, I've I've probably gotten (laughs) six or eight sledgehammer kills, but that's I'm going for clips, dude. (laughs) (laughs) In casual, okay? In casual, okay. And well, casual. I just when I'm this on time. the podcast, I'm wearing my ranked hat. I'm wearing my I sweat for my plat charm hat. I'm not wearing my get some clips for the stream hat. You know, it's like the content okay. creator in me is like, "Yeah, dude, stickies." But then the person who like wants a competitively integral game in me is like, "Stickies, eh?" You know, that's fair. I get it. Yeah, it was just a thought I had. I think it would be a lot of fun. I just don't think it's what like in a certain application where it's used for utility removal, it would be excellent. In the if you if you get everyone's dick hard about getting sticky kills, it's not. It's just going to be ups. You're going to see so many thrown rounds because people are That's trying to get, get is, sticky dude. kills. A thrown round. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm honestly like. I don't think they're ever going to add it in. If they do, Probably either way, it, people are still going to meme with them, whether they do 80 or an instant down. So, I mean, I guess it's whatever. Or 8. Yeah. Dude, I killed <laughs> someone with a smoke grenade somebody? earlier today. So, like... <laughs> That's <true>. good. <laughs> did you, uh, did you hit down. him with
0: an actual canister?
1: Yeah, I downed a cav upstairs, like, on the middle floor of cafe and then ran up to her and started throwing smoke grenades at her. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I. Uh, I feel like everybody's going to meme... With it, so like everybody will find a way to meme with utility in general, right? Can we talk about Boopsy's grenade last night?
1: No, let's go! All right,
0: we'll uh, we'll talk about Boopsy's throw as our dumb shot of the week segment because we haven't done one in the last two weeks and we don't have one prepared for this week. But this is Boopsy's dumb (laughs) shot of the week,
1: (laughs) okay? Let me at least explain myself before you make fun of me. Okay, right, so I'll going to make stories. fun of you. And then so, you... <laughs> so post plant, I get the call. I'm playing Sledge. Wait, 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 wait whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause, pause. Mythic Risk his life on bank, ran through breach, planted perfectly under boopsy for him no, to play post I was plant because I knew I was going to get was slapped downstairs.
1: I was hol- no, I was holding open area when you breached. And then you breached and said, I'm getting plant down. And then I went upstairs. This is true. I went above you,
0: opened up some holes. My exact my exact words is I said I'm sticking this bitch. Those are my exact yes, words.
1: Fair. I'll <laughs> give you that one. I ran upstairs and sledgehammered the floor, right? And then I went and stood in one spot. And I, I rolled the nade <laughs> towards the breach. First one drops down, gets a kill. I'm like, cool. So if my math adds up correctly, if I roll this nade and this, the second nade in the same way I rolled the first one, it'll do the same thing, yeah? No. Nope. Let it be known
2: that after he kills the first dude with the grenade, it's a one v one. Yeah, it was a
0: one v one. So we went from a two V three to a one V one. I got a kill, got blasted, and then he got a kill.
1: One V one. And and was blasted by myself. <laughs> so what happens is I, I roll the nade up and it, it just stops like rate right, like teeter tottering on the edge. And I'm like, Oh cool, I'm sledge. I'll walk up and sledgehammer the floor. But what I wasn't taking into account was that I was about to die to my own nade, and uh, what I didn't do
0: the math on was that I held <laughs> it in my hand for four well,
1: seconds. Fake yeah, <laughs> potato. <laughs> the, the fault is with me, a hundred percent. I threw that, but god damn it, nades should be more consistent with the way they fucking roll. So funny. So all right, <laughs> let me hear it. Make fun of me.
2: I just, oh like, what part of you, after playing Siege for how many years, like, walked toward the grenade, saw the white indicator, saw the red indicator, <laughs> and didn't go the other direction?
0: <laughs> like... Oh, dude, I, w- I wanted to walk out my room when I saw you throw it, and then I instantly saw your brain go, Sledgehammer. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh.
1: Uh... I was so, like, oh, all right. We're, in my defense, he threw it. In my defense, everyone we were playing with had already hit Platt, except for Screwy, and fuck Screwy, dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, Screwy. We love you, but probably the best throw of all time. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. I laughed about it personally.
0: <laughs> we all did. Alex walked out of his room to take a breather, but other than that, he came back and laughed. We had a good laugh about it.
1: It was a good one. It was. okay. So uh, Needle came into my chat and said, uh, This is in lieu of a listener question, he says, but he says, I did some research about smoke. What's in the canister is a compound called arson. It's a highly noxious compound. It was pretty easy, as on Smoke Elites, there's an AS H on his jacket. And uh, so that wasn't a question, but that's something Needle wanted me to bring up. And uh on top of that, uh that dude CP in my chat, aka Gohan from a couple episodes ago, Gohan!
0: Said,
1: Who's your favorite guy named Gohan? And my response to that is I don't know anyone named Gohan. I do have a friend named Caleb though. Nice. You know
0: uh you know the uh cartoon guy named Gohan?
1: No. It, from uh Dragon Ball? Yeah. I never really watched that show, so I have no Me opinion. Either.
0: He's definitely my second favorite Gohan name streamer.
1: For sure. There's Gohan, guy, that's all right. Gohan said it's not a cartoon, bro. <laughs>
0: it's anime. <Just> real life. <laughs> it's just real life. All right, guys. I think that's gonna be it for episode six. Yeah, six of that's the hard suck podcast. As always, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash hey underscore, it's underscore mythic, and you can find boopsy over at twitch.tv slash it's boopsy. And you can find me over on Twitter as well, and find the link to the Discord there at uh, at Hey Mythic. Boopsie, what's your Twitter?
1: It's just at I Boopsie.
0: And Equator, you got a Twitter, right?
1: Uh, not a gaming Twitter.
0: Oh, but, okay. But uh,
2: you can follow Mythic, and uh, we basically do the same thing. So
1: goodbye.